From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 18th of October 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the Russian fighter jet crash. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and discussing just why Kanye West is following in Elon Musk's footsteps and buying a social media platform. But first, recent updates from Russia. It was reported yesterday by the Russian Defense Ministry that a Russian Su-34 warplane crashed during takeoff during a training mission. Both crew members on board bailed out, but the plane itself crashed into a residential area, where its fuel tank set ablaze, causing huge fires. Medical aircraft was subsequently scrambled, and rooms in local hospitals were set aside for those affected. In the end, though, 13 residents, including three children, died as a result. This accident brings the number of non-combat crashes of Russian warplanes up to 10 since this year's invasion of Ukraine. And in other news from Russia, Russia has carried out new airstrikes on critical infrastructure across Ukraine, particularly targeting energy facilities. Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, said since the 10th of October, 30% of Ukraine's power stations have been destroyed, causing massive blackouts across the country. The increasingly frequent attacks on Ukraine's critical infrastructure has raised serious concerns about how the system will cope with energy demand going into winter. The British Ministry of Defence's latest intelligence update stated that Russia's recent battlefield setbacks have increased willingness to strike civilian infrastructure in addition to Ukrainian military targets. It added that it is highly likely that a key objective of this strike campaign is to cause widespread damage to Ukraine's energy distribution network. Following attacks early on Tuesday morning, the mayor of Jutomir, west of Ukraine, said the city had no power or water and that hospitals were working on backup power. Strikes on a power plant in Kiev left parts of the city without electricity and water, and airstrikes on an energy facility caused serious damage in the southeastern city of Dnipro, according to a presidential aide. Yesterday saw Kyiv and other cities attacked by what Ukraine said were Iran-made suicide drones, resulting in at least nine people being killed. Both Russia and Iran have denied that Iranian drones have been deployed in the conflict. The drones have been identified as Shahed 136 UAVs. The US, UK and France have all said that a supply of drones from Iran to Russia violate a United Nations Security Council resolution linked to the nuclear deal that prohibits Iranian transfer of certain military technologies. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Australia has reversed its decision to recognise West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, four years after the former government made the initial move. Jerusalem's status within Israel is one of the most contested issues between Israel and Palestine. As such, most countries have their embassies in the city of Tel Aviv rather than Jerusalem. In 2017, then-US President Donald Trump recognised Jerusalem as Israel's capital, reversing decades of policy, and subsequently moved the US embassy to Jerusalem in May 2018. The decision drew international criticism and sparked protests from Palestinians. A few months later, Scott Morrison, Australia's then Prime Minister, followed suit by formally recognising West Jerusalem, although he said the embassy would not relocate until a peace settlement was reached. 
Australia's current Labour government, which came to power in May this year, has now reversed the decision of the previous Conservative government. Foreign Minister Penny Wong said the decision by the former government was playing politics and undermined the prospect of a peaceful two-state solution. Israeli Prime Minister Lapid criticised Australia's decision, saying that we can only hope that the Australian government manages other matters more seriously and professionally. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. France has been hit by a day of disruption after unions called a nationwide inter-industry strike calling for higher salaries amid the highest inflation in decades. Today's strike, which mainly impacted public sectors like transport and education, follows week-long industrial action over wages at French oil refineries operated by the SO ExxonMobil Group and Total Energies. The strikes at oil refineries have disrupted the supply and distribution of fuel in the country, leading to queues at petrol stations and posing a challenge to President Emmanuel Macron's government. The government responded by using emergency requisitioning powers to force some strikers back to work to unblock fuel supplies. The move infuriated unions, but the French government said there will be as many requisitions as deemed necessary. The strikes are happening amid a tense political situation, as the government is set to pass the coming year's budget using special powers to bypass a parliamentary vote. In the last couple of days, the Truss administration has come under serious pressure following the sacking of Kwasi Kwarteng as Chancellor, amid the fallout from the mini-budget. In an attempt to stabilise the markets, Truss brought in Jeremy Hunt, who promptly rolled back on basically every element of her mini-budget. This has led to questions of who is actually in power right now. If Truss is unable to cut tax, which is exactly what she promised to set her aside from Sunak in the leadership election, then some will question what she is in power for. Some have gone as far as suggesting that it is now Hunt who's really pulling the strings, as the government is now following his plan for the economy rather than Truss's. If she is to remain in number 10, she will need to demonstrate she has authority in the coming days. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but if you want to see our discussion of Kanye West's purchase of Parler, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.